Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Beers and Rugby Chats and hope you're all uh, staying good and safe. And this is to help you wind down at the end of your working day when you're working from home um, or uh, Hey, if you're on the go and listen to us on the mobile, then that's cool too. Uh, don't forget, you can also listen to us as a podcast as well. We've got the recordings up there to search a New Zealand Sport Radio on your favourite podcatcher. Uh, and the podcast has just been added to Facebook today. So it'd be interesting to see if and what and how that all kind of works. So I want to say, hope you're all staying safe. Some of the stuff that we're going to be chatting about, well, basically the rugby, the rugby news in the last 24 hours, which is uh, we'll have a look at the World 7 Series. Um, Fekatoa, unfortunately, has been injured. Got some Barbarians news. Uh, the Springbok squad came out. Got the NPC rumours and uh, Moana uh, Pacifica um, news as well. As we count down, we've got another 47 uh, seconds before we can crack open the beer. I'm back on the old uh, New Zealand lager again, folks. So we'll be cracking that open in a few seconds. Um, but uh, yeah, hope you also haven't got a, a brew um, to... Uh, wind down with at uh, the end of the day um another show that we're doing i'll be recording this evening is with boa looking at uh, the different roles with director of rugby and a head coach uh, so look out for that coming out tomorrow as a for your ears only a supporters special show um and uh, you have to sign up at uh, patreon.com for slash nz sport radio to get that one um folks uh it does help us all this tech together so we can bring you these shows two one and it's five o'clock there we go folks log out of those work accounts get yourself a uh, drink and wind down after what has been another tough day so in the news today from uh, on the old rugby world what have we got well moana pacifica have come out with an announcement um and uh, they have um announced uh, announced some kit uh, which is kind of exciting and uh, also, what is exciting is that Ashwin is joining me. How are you doing, sir? Oh, all right, all right. I just, uh, yeah, had my son throw a spaz because I joined. But, you know, hey, I'll, he'll live. Oh, dear <laughs> me, he loves the rugby. I'm surprised he isn't, uh, doesn't want to be listening in and isn't sat on the sofa behind you. 
chilling out, <laughs> listening to our rugby shout. Actually, maybe I should do it on my laptop next time and he can join in. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, have you seen the new Moana kit? No, I haven't. Show us. So, Moana Pacifica have uh, brought out their kit. They're partnering up with, um, no, I've gone blank, Dynasty. There we go. Uh, who make the rugby kit for Waihi, who are my rugby club. So Is it Dynasty or Dynasty? Oh, it might be Dynasty. Oh, I don't know. I, no, no, it's both. <laughs> potato, potato. A soft or a, soft or a hard white, I guess, is the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, and um, the uh, oh yeah, Josh is yeah, watch out. I'll ask him someone might turn the Wi-Fi off. Yeah, he's more. No, nah, man, I'm IT. It's hardwired. It's got he's Ethernet cables and through the house. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, folks. Yeah, if you're doing live stream, by the way, just a little tip, tip, tip here. Don't use Wi-Fi. Be be um, be cabled. We're all, they both Archer and I are cabled at the moment. We don't use Wi-Fi. Um, oh, the Ethernet, fantastic stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, so they've got a hoodie, a couple of T-shirts, um, a cap, a, a bucket hat. Quite like the bucket hat, to be honest. Um, surprise, surprise, into my bucket hats. Um, and but actually, probably the the piece de la resistance is the uh, is the face mask. It's got more more sort of design on it than the others. Um, so uh, yeah, nothing about actual face masks themselves. I just think it's got more more uh, a better design than the other ones, which is just kind of like a logo. It's kind of funky that, so I quite like the face mask. Not that, not that I want, want it to wear it, but there you go. Um, so uh, it's all good and well them announcing where they're going to play and some bits of merch. Um, that, uh, but it would be nice to hear about some players that have signed Alfred. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say exactly the same thing. It's just like, um, actually, I think there's two things that will get people excited about Moana Pacific is. Um, I think there'll be a bit of excitement about their jersey, to be honest, um, yep. and their players. That's it. Um, and I think the players will obviously take the uh, precedence on that. And this is like, yeah, who's playing for you, dude? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so, so, so yeah, nice to hear that they're going to be playing playing at Mount Smart. We all kind of knew that, and it's nice to have some some a bit of merch. But at the end of the day, yeah, come on, folks. Let's uh, uh, apparently the full range of merchandise will be available in November, um, so uh, not that far away. You might, have, you might have spoken about the stadium announcement yesterday, but I just sort of think it lacks a bit of imagination um, around going to Mount Smart. I, I, I also think that it's um, it's detrimental to rugby in general. Um, and now trying to have two well-supported super rugby teams out of Auckland is just, yeah, asking for trouble, but we shall see. Um, well, you have um, kind of pointed out to me briefly that uh, Auckland is a third of the population. So if you've uh... doesn't matter, mate. It's like at the end of the day, how many people are going to the rugby is all that matters. You can have a third of the populations, but a third of that population doesn't like, you know, there's a percentage of them that don't like rugby. They go to the opera. Um, you know, there's a percentage of them that go to the Warriors. Um, and ironically, and you know, you call a spade a spade, and the elephant in the room, and all those sorts of things. It's like at the end of the day, Moana Pacific are actually going after more so much than the Blues but the same people that go to the Warriors and you're asking them to fork out twice to go see the Warriors when they do finally turn back, turn up playing in New Zealand again um, and to go see Moana Pacific. So that's asking for trouble. Yep. We'll see uh, how, how, it, how it all pans out. Um, the, I, there will be a lot the ideas behind this are, are good in, in growing Pacifica rugby and all that kind of stuff. 
um the it's it's it's, it's, it's we've we've got to wait for the execution and see how it actually gets executed um i think i know there's a, a certain cynical crowd that would say look you've got uh, an awful lot of uh, new zealand rugby people involved in a pacifica um or a pacific organization uh so is it actually a uh going to be for samoa and tonga or is it going to be an, a, an, an academy for the all blacks but uh let's um i i think it won't i don't think it will be an academy oh, i don't think blacks, it'll be but... a, no i don't think it'll be academy for um the all blacks per se you might have the odd new zealand play but you know reality is, is that it depends if you have a player gets picked out of moana pacific for the all blacks then you might see a few more um new zealand um registered players let's call them let's call them eligible players um go and play for them but otherwise i think it'll be predominantly moana pacific eligible players so samoa tonga um and who else has a rugby team cook islands maybe in the sevens realm but um you know that uh will be benefiting from the players playing at that level yeah I mean, look we, we talked yesterday about the the second uh, round of players that uh, fiji and drew announced um and one of those players is a uh, New Zealand-born Kiwi, uh, sorry, New Zealand-born Fijian ethnic or cultural uh, um, half player, half. But, um, who, um, well, born in New Zealand, brought up in New Zealand, but has got yep. uh, New Zealand. He's uh, got a Fijian uh, mum, I think it was. Yeah, um, playing down in Tasman, uh, and now he's had to declare for Fiji to play for the Fijian draw, and a similar thing. So he's still eligible for New Zealand in theory, but he's mm. declared for Fiji. So same thing with one specifically. You'll have to declare for. Samoa or Tonga. Now, until you're officially capped, New Zealand could sweep in. So we'll see how that all how it all pans out. Well, um, I mean, the, 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 I suppose it's 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 a tricky one, really, because I mean, like the reality is, is that we're talking about in Super Rugby in particular, is is that you know you, you could have why not open it up a bit more so that a, an All Blacks eligible player actually goes and plays in an, an Australian Super Rugby team. And that would make things a lot more interesting then too, wouldn't it? Oh, yes, absolutely. I think it's, that, um, it's, it's been mentioned that it could happen in the future. Uh, and you're like, well, do it now. All you need to do is put a, a clause in their contract saying that the All Blacks um, have the same access to the players as they would do if they were in New Zealand. Well, well I mean, like, the, the, and the thing is that, I mean, like one of the, I, I suppose one of the concerns in pushing out All Blacks or, you know, that the, let's call it the Australian Gitto law, um, and, and getting players back from the Europe is that um, uh, you know they go over, they never come back, or that sort of thing, or whatever. But um, or sorry, the strength of the rugby is where I was going to go with that anyway. But um, European rugby isn't as strong, and so we want the we believe that it's stronger down here, or the or the type of game that we want them to play. But if they're playing for an Australian franchise, they're playing in that competition. Yeah, they're fine. Um... We're hoping to have a chat with um, ex-Springbok Warren Brosnian uh, later today or early tomorrow. Uh, one of the questions we'll be putting to him is what's been the what does he see the impact has been on the South African provinces with Razi having got rid of the 30 cap rule that they had there about some. Um, so uh, therefore, uh, the number of overseas players being available for the um, Springboks. Uh, anyway, we'll see how that all pans out. Um, Joshua saying that uh, some news about the Auckland-based NPC sides said there's no exempt for, for travel, but apparently small training is allowed. Um, the rumours kept uh, bouncing around this morning, uh, and also uh, particularly after the uh, announcement of the COVID numbers um, at lunchtime, is that uh, look that 
I think there's, there's a growing expectation that Auckland, North Harbour and County Manukau are not going to get to play any more NPC games, which will be an absolute, uh, uh, it's, it's a real shame. Um, and then the question then, I guess, is do we still have finals if those three teams are involved? Personally, I don't see why not. Um, you can always put an asterisk next to the title. Um, but uh, we'll have to just wait and see how that all pans out, folks. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of what, what I've been hearing. Have you have you anything on the sort of grapevine? No, no, no nothing at all, really. But, I mean, it, you know, with 45 cases today, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's hard to see us moving out of level three um, on Tuesday, which is basically, well, you know, less than a week away now. Um, yeah, numbers bouncing around. I mean, they they go basically, what well, they go into the low low teens, and and then you know all of a sudden it pops up. I think last week or the week before there was a thirty three, and this week there's a forty five. Or today there's a forty five. So uh, yeah, while well, that's going on, but at the end of the day, we don't understand what this government's plan is. So um, it's hard to know what the hell they'll do. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Um... Some of the uh, sort of comments previously have been that look, if if they're in family groups or whatever, then the then actually doesn't matter how high the number is if as long as it's within. Under, uh, but anyway, as you say, who knows what will happen? We'll just wait and see. Um, mm. Talking of MPC uh, and Farrah Palmer Cup, before we move on, uh, this weekend I'll be going to the preliminary final between uh, Waikato and Wellington in the Farrah Palmer Cup on Saturday. Um, so do look out for post-match interviews from those games uh, in that one. Unfortunately, because of obviously those three franchises within Auckland not playing, um, there are no other games that I can uh, um, that, that, that I can get to uh, this weekend. And it looks like actually I don't think there's any games at all I can get to the following weekend uh, as they're all kind of south of here and in the South Island. So. Uh, only one game covered for the next two weeks. Sorry, folks, unless someone wants to start paying for my uh, airfares to fly around the country uh, and get to games. And please um, uh, do get in touch if you fancy doing that. Um, I mean, obviously, there's, there's a double header in uh, Fongaray on uh, on Friday that I wouldn't mind going to. Um, but uh, yeah, a bit expensive for me to get up there. You need to do. You need to basically put your get a camera, put it really close up to the TV, and then <laughs> do like sky and make it seem, seem like you're there. This is like that's what you do. Well, <laughs> to be fair to Sky, they are they have actually been at the games I've been at. Um, they've uh, so the commentators are there, but for the test matches, you could tell that that commentary was from was from New yep. Zealand, and that they couldn't see anything more than you could see, which I think was a real shame. And they still managed to get it wrong. Same <laughs> <laughs> so match. Now you know. If the commentators can't get it right off TV, no wonder the TMO can't. Well, um, interestingly enough, isn't it? It's just like, you know, within our groups that we talk amongst, right, Paul, is this the fact is that we, we, Marshy's the classic, though. He, the, the number of calls that he gets wrong or basically um, contradicts himself on, in fact, and and within our group, we can come to a consensus generally. Obviously, there's the odd ones that we don't. But that Marshy's got that wrong. We'll see in Twitter and in, in, um, on Twitter in Facebook groups on rugby pages. What's he talking about? This is what happened, and it's like people can see it. He can't, and and, and it's like I know what you're saying about the TMO trying to make, but this is I think this is out of that realm. This is the fact that um, he Murray Walker's it basically. Yeah, look, it's, there was an interesting one I saw a, a um, video that was put up by I think it was Nick Heath or, or, or one of the UK based uh, commentators. 
uh, and they and you heard everything that's going on in their head or sorry not in their in their headphones uh, and as you've got production guys and directors counting and the amount of noise and that rubbish that's going on in their ears that they don't really that maybe that I guess might be relevant for them uh, to some of them but yeah in some way I think that actually um, we could do with the they could, they could do with just having a bit more quiet in their ears and let, let them concentrate on what their main job is and let the director do all the other stuff I, yeah I'm just going to disagree with uh, LB on the coup in front um, the reality is, is that whether you agree with them or disagree with them he is the only commentator in New Zealand rugby that actually puts a comment out there rather than make sure he doesn't upset someone it's just like Rinchard everybody else pussyfoots. Just a slightly, you don't mean commentator, you mean pundit. Oh, pundit, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, we were, we, we, you know, sort of, but at the end of the day, he goes on the shows and he makes a call, whether you agree with it or not, I'm not saying that, but he goes out yep. there and makes a claim. Everybody else basically gets, you know, gets a picket up their bum, right? Because he's sitting on a fence. So it's just like, it's like, how boring is it? You've got to be wondering about the, um, the viewing numbers of shows like The Breakdown is, I mean, but maybe there's hardcore rugby fans are still watching, but I mean, like, we're hardcore rugby fans and we don't watch it because no. we know it's just a little waffle. Well, you we, know? Think we, we think we do a better show ourselves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> we know we do. We don't think, we, we know we do. Well, exactly. Yes, we know we're better than that. Uh, but yeah, some, we, we don't sit on the fence, we push off the pickets. I think that most of John Kerwin's opinions are wrong. Um, and look, not not all opinions are equal. Uh, some 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 are wrong. Um, the uh, so, uh, but but you're right. He is he is one of the few people who actually doesn't worry about upsetting New Zealand rugby uh, and losing his access um, or getting fired. Uh, so yeah, he is. He, yeah, from that point of view, yeah, you're right. He, at least he does put out a have a real opinion. Um, hey, Joshua, we don't like independent thinkers in New Zealand rugby generally. Mate, uh, we don't like independent. Right. We don't like independent thinkers in New Zealand. We have to be, we are sheep. We follow. That's what we do. Exactly. So I'm a, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, a, a ram leading the, leading the flock is how I see myself. <laughs> there we go. Anyway, um, <laughs> where are we going? I've got no idea. Better go oh, on to another okay. topic. Yes. I'll, <laughs> so I'm, looking, I'm looking over at my, my whiteboard for topics. There you go. Uh, that you'll see that I, that I put out on there on social media. Um, thanks, Tara. Um, qualified for Tonga through the um, sevens program, which I think we kind of think is a bad idea. Um, not a big fan of. Uh, unfortunately for him, uh, he has dislocated his shoulder and requires surgery. And so he won't be playing for Tonga during the November internationals. Now, whilst we disagree with the, uh, the, 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 the moving process, between the process we, we would not wish uh, dislocated shoulders and injuries on players because of that. So yeah, really um, sorry about that one, but hopefully, um, uh, hopefully, makes a quick recovery. I don't get it, man. He needs to watch Lethal Weapon, right? Because Riggs just runs into a wall and pops it back in. <laughs> I don't know how it works. Absolutely, Ashley. Everything you see in see in Hollywood movies is entirely correct and, and factual. That's 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 how the world works. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, uh, I, I, I spotted uh, that um, the barbarians are going to have, or the women barbarians are going to be taking on South Africa, the Springbok uh, 15 um, this uh, November after the barbarians versus Samoa men's game. Um, so uh, great to, I think it's good to see 
that's um, that happening and actually the uh springbok uh, women's team actually starting to come out a bit and play a bit because they look you'd think that south africa could put together a good women's team uh, but they weren't allowed to go to the olympics because they weren't a medal contender so even though they qualified uh they they weren't allowed to go as part of the sevens so yeah it would have been uh, uh so 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 good to see that springbok slowly putting together that uh that that program um not much more to say about that Nothing much with that. The only, the only thing is that look, I mean, it's they need to they need to stop doing the woke thing of putting a women's game on after the men's one because at the end of the day, what's going to happen? That stadium's going to empty out because look, that, that South African women's team, the you know, if, if you have the, the um, English team against the Black Ferns, or I think it's called the England Roses, is it? Um, playing yep. against Black Ferns, you know, they they're top teams. They've been putting out some good performances over the, you know, how many years now? It's just like that South African team is, an, is just basically like, like in our Farah Palmer Cup where you've got. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Your likes of an Otago or whatever, they're, they're just starting out. And it's just like you're better off just start caught doing the right thing, putting a curtain raiser, putting them there as a curtain raiser, and then coming in with the men's game. People will come in because they come in early to the game. Um, they have a beer while well, before that, and you'll get a crowd and you'll get some people watching it. After that men's game, it's just going to be a one way traffic through the turnstile, apart from your, your hardcore fit, woman supporters that will stay there. And they might come in after the men's game, even. But the reality is, is that the crowd's not going to stay there to watch that game. We've um, seen it happen before. I, look, I, I wouldn't call it woke, but uh, but, but I, I'm not I a fan of double. I'm not. I'm not a fan of double headers. Full stop. Uh, I, I um, people sitting around for that length of time in a stadium is just too long. Uh, you, you might do it for cricket, but rugby fans expect to get in and get out in two hours, not have a. Not sit around for five hours. I just don't to be honest, though, Paul, I mean, I remember at Eden Park, it's unfortunate. It was around, it was actually COVID affected, if I remember rightly. It might have been COVID, I might have that wrong. But um, it, at the end of the day, there was the Wallabies, uh, the, the uh, All Blacks Wallabies game. And before that, they had the Wallaroos. I don't know, are they call the Wallaroos? But anyway, yeah, Black Ferns. Yeah. Before, before. And um, unfortunately, the teams, they didn't select their strongest teams. And so the game reflected it a bit. But you know, people came in to watch that. And, um, you know, sure, when you look at the first 20 minutes of the game, the ground's a bit empty, but, you know, it, it slowly, it, it actually filled up and he didn't have a too bad a crowd for that game um, by by the, their half time and the numbers are growing and growing. So it can work, but you've got to have decent rugby that 
will draw people in to watch that rugby. If you're going to have something that isn't going to draw people on, it won't happen. No, I, I think you can, uh, if, if you're willing to accept that it's a curtain raiser in the same way that when we get club rugby before the Super Rugby game. So, you know, people aren't going to turn up for the start of that club rugby game, apart from the ones who are really interested in it. Um, and then the rest will sort of trickle in, right? And so, yes, during the second half of that game, you'll have some... some, some Decent more, numbers. You accept that's what you're doing, rather yep. than saying, right, we expect to get oh, the full crowd to turn up for, 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 for both games. That's not yeah, because that that, um, that game I'm referring to, I'm pretty sure it had somewhere around about thirty to thirty-five thousand, and for the start of the second half, which no, you know, know for Eden Park, that's not bad crowd, is it? No, for Eden Park, that's a, that's a very good crowd. Put bluntly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you know, so forty-five-ish or whatever it is the, the the capacity there. So, yeah, forty-eight, forty-eight for, for for a test match, they'll get um, forty-seven and a half, forty-eight. Um, but at thirty-five, thirty, it actually feels like there's people on the ground. Yeah, uh, the I mean, for example, I and mean, this isn't just about women's rugby, folks, because when they did the double header with the, oh, try and remember the combinations. But I think it was uh, was it um, Tonga versus Wales and the All Blacks versus Fiji ahead of the British and Irish Lions back in twenty nineteen. Again, nobody turned up for the first game. Oh, that, that, that's that's no, Paul. Paul, you, 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 that's unfortunately that's a little bit. It's like you got to, the 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 marketing for that game. The timing of that game was absolutely shocking. There was a lot more factors to it. Um, the All Blacks playing Tonga. I think it was All Blacks actually playing Tonga. Wales were, had the better game, um, or the more um, competitive opposition, so to speak. Um, All Blacks playing Tonga at Eden Park is not a good idea ever, apart from a Rugby World Cup. But in saying that, there were all sorts of other factors around it too, which you know negated the fact that ticket sales would have been good on that. It was the, the whole thing was just um, a, a, a yeah poorly run basically or thought out. Um, that's yeah, that's what I say. That's why I, I'm not a fan of double It's, it's um, actually that, that 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 was the same as this year when they thought that they could have two All Blacks games and and two weekends and at Eden Park. That was just mental, especially with the way that they again promoted it as well. So yeah. yeah. Um, Victor's injury. Uh, yeah, we've, there's been some World Sevens happening in Canada. Congratulations to the uh, Blitzblock box. Uh, so South Africa winning both the uh, Vancouver and Edmonton stops there. And congratulations to the um, Team GB on the women's side uh, for doing the same thing. So, uh, yep, two stops. What's happening? What's happening there? What's happening? I mean, like the Team GB, I mean, like it's the Olympics, is it? Because, like, they've had. The um, separate women's teams are uh, full sevens uh, before. So uh, what's with the amalgamation there? Oh, it's also on the men's side as well. And it's only so, for... Are the men's doing Team GB as well, are they? Is, that, yeah, is the... it going to be happening going forward? Or is it a COVID thing? No. It's a one-off thing. Uh, so, yeah, for these two for these two stops, um, because the uh, we thought, I think quite a lot of us thought it was an ongoing thing, but the Welsh flyer on the women's side, who um, is an absolute superstar, um, I think she's yeah scored. Uh, I, can't remember, I can't remember if she scored a hat trick or she's got a couple of tries in those ones. Um, but um, she has said that now she has to return to basically playing uh, for the um, 15s team in the English, the the, the um, Premier 15s. I think it's called mm. uh, the women's competition, uh, and that she basically will not be playing sevens for the next 
um, cycle until the Olympics because Wales just aren't paying and aren't, aren't actually putting out a women's team. Yeah. So she yep. just can't play sevens because there's no team for her to play for. Um, and, and, yeah. No, this is, so it goes back to club and country. So she, yep. So basically, she's playing club rugby for the next three years. She might play a bit of she might play a bit of fifteens internationally, mm. um, but on the whole, she there is she just doesn't have a sevens team to play for uh, until the Olympics come around again. You need is, six other mates. Uh, well, you need Welsh rugby to actually stump up some cash and not just totally can that program. They don't have any money. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but hey, look! Again, we get uh, we get to bang out the fact that it's just ridiculous that New Zealand, the NZRFU has not sent the the uh, Black Ferns and the Men's Sevens team uh, to these competitions is just bizarre, and you know it doesn't make any sense. Well, just not get you onto a political rant again. That they probably couldn't, couldn't get back into the country. Uh, but anyway, that's a, a different. Uh, but, but but the thing is that I mean, like these these, how long ago did they decide that they're going to have the Canada and Vancouver sevens? Uh, I don't know. It was a while back. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, like the it, fact it, is that you've had the opportunity to to try and get. I mean, at least come out and say that. Then I mean, there's been no noise about it at all, has there? I mean, like we're guessing that it's about oh, no, MIQ. No, 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 I don't think it is down to that. I think it stands to the fact that they've been in. They've 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 they've, they've gone over to. Um, Tokyo and come back because Australia and Fiji have done the same thing. But uh, all these teams have, haven't they? Sorry, all these Blitzbocker have uh, went to uh, Japan as well. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Uh, what's the difference? I say Australia, New Zealand, and Fiji. Basically, the the, the whole Pacific block decided they weren't going to go. Yeah, it's just like this is a, yeah, it's just crazy. It's you know, it's crazy. Oh. Doesn't make any sense. It's illogical, Jim. The um. Now to the meat and drink of this um, uh, of of this show, he says after being after with only about three minutes left. But hey, um, we'll, we'll, <laughs> is the um, the uh, uh, the Springbok squad ahead of the game against New Zealand this weekend? That got announced last night, just after. You okay, Ashwin? No, I'm not. It's just like really. Let's just roll out the same guys. Change three because there's injuries to one. It's just like yay. So they're yeah. not just on boring on the field; they're boring off the field as well. The, ooh. Um, anyway, uh, so just very quickly, what the changes are? Yeah, as 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 Austin has pointed out, it's the essentially it's the same team. And Kenya is switching sides as prop, which brings um, Nietzsche in on the uh, as a prop, um, and uh, Reese, who uh, escapes any sanction, comes back to put to. Um, Comes back in onto the replacements bench uh, to replace Van Straden, who is injured. Um, now, that is Van Straden is in um, is injured, but I think I mean, Vies probably would have come back anyway. Uh, he's, he's been picked ahead of Van Straden for the whole all year. So, um, but anyway, so that's the um, that's the changes to to the side. Uh, um, yeah, look, they've got they've had a forty odd man. Um, squad now. Admittedly, all of them are not all of those. Those forty are still there. Um, the uh, but it would have been nice to yeah. I, I I think they needed to make changes. I think a lot of when we were tweeting out and chatting about it and doing my post match reaction to to that to, to the game at the weekend, everyone agreed the Springboks had to do had to bring some changes in. Well, the thing is that I mean you know look at the end of the day you can't argue with the fact that well. It's interesting, isn't it? We talk about you can't argue that the game plan doesn't work. 
but they didn't win. So you can argue that it didn't work. But anyway, let's say let's say that the game the game plan for them were you know it is their DNA as the coaches say it's their DNA. That's the way their game works. That's how they play. They're playing to their strengths. Absolutely, hundred percent correct. But if you're behind, you need to have a game a plan B option, um, and or to to try and change things up. And it's just like you know. Hey, that's the thing. So, I mean, it was rugby championships lost. The um, you lost the hundredth test to the All Blacks. It's a great opportunity to actually say, look, we need to develop a plan B. We've got our plan A, which is box kicks. That's fine because that's what our game plan is. And you know, at the end of the day, we can complain about all we like. South African fans, as I've always said before, if they win by one point, they don't care that it's a boring box kick game. Only we do, right? As a neutral or an opposition, you and you and plenty of people in, in our chat have always gone. If the All Blacks win by one point, your guys are happy. So I mean, yeah, look, yeah. yeah, who cares what? Yeah, that's not what that's not what the team. Yeah, that's not what it's about. Yeah. So they've got their plan A, but they need to develop plan B. Every team has to have a plan B, and I mean, you know, it's a shame Cheslin Colby's. Um, you know, they're, they're still not confident that he's um, ready to return from his injury. It sounds like he's nearly there, or and he's a, his injury is 100%. But you know, you, you don't just because your injury is 100% doesn't mean that you're match fit to go on the field either. So, um, you know, it's a shame it's not there. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, it's an opportunity I felt missed for them to sort of say, okay, look, let's look at developing a plan B. Maybe they'll try it with the same players that they've got there, but yeah, it doesn't look I, I, like it. I'm not so sure about Plan B, um, but I think it's definitely def- definitely an opportunity to, to develop dip depth. Uh, and also, these guys now are into their fourth week of playing Tier 1 Test matches back-to-back. You never... You know, or the, the only time you ever get asked to do that is um, around the Rugby World Cup if your last uh, pool match is a Tier 1 Test. If it's not then you never get asked to play four Tier 1 Test matches back-to-back. And from a player welfare point of view, um, the uh, I, I think I would rotate, uh, look, look at rotating players. To expect players to play four Tier 1 Test matches back-to-back like this is is, is a very big ask. Um, Do you think, LB's, well, actually, I mean, let's, let's throw, we'll, we'll throw the uh, management of the Springboks a bone here and sort of say, maybe that's sort of their thinking is the fact is that here's an opportunity to play to, for our teams, our, what is close enough to our top team to yeah. actually play four, you know, you do, even at a World Cup, you'd only play three hard games in a row. But this is an opportunity to say, hey, look, this is what it's going to be like if we have to play three hard games in a row, it's four. So you're actually even stress testing that little bit more. Because let's look at England, right, at the last World Cup. They just, after beating the All Blacks, it took everything out of them. They were never going to turn up to the final. And it was really obvious when the game kicked off, that's what had happened. So maybe, maybe you know, as I said, throw, throw the management a bone. They're really trying to stress test their um, the uh, uh, integrity and uh, hardness of their team to be able to go through multiple hard games. I think, it's, uh, so, well, maybe... Um... And you you can you can end up with four four tough games because if your last pool game at the World Rugby World Cup is a a tier one game, which I think New Zealand was due to place no they weren't gone wrong. Uh, someone was due to play France anyway. Uh, no, no, anyway, say you had New Zealand France as the last pool game, then you had a quarter final, a semi final, and a final. Mm. Then you would have four tier one test matches back to back. But um, uh, yeah, it's 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 extremely rare for that situation to happen. 
uh, and, and that is the only. Yeah. I mean, the um, I, the Six Nations, for example, is five games over seven weekends because they have two rest weekends in there. Um, is it two or three? Anyway, either way, that's never. Either way, there's done. rest days. There's rest weekends. This again, the rugby championship never has four because they four four games back to back normally because you're travelling. Um, and so you're either flying over to South Africa or flying back again. There's always a weekend in between there. So this is really a very straight, a very exceptional situation. Um, so, uh, yeah. yeah so it, it, just, just to, back, yeah, to, to, to back your point up is the fact is that, I mean, out of all the World Cups, I don't think it's ever happened where somebody has actually ended up playing four tier one um, teams in a row in, in consecutive weekends. Might have to go back and check that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good man. Doing a fact checking. Um, so yeah, so look, it's it's the same team out. Um there I just say I I uh, real shame last time that Elton Yang Chiefs didn't even get on the pitch uh in that last game. Uh so let's hope he gets some game time this time. Uh yeah, there were some injury issues and potential injury issues as to why they didn't do that, why they kept one replacement back just in case rather than having to go down to 14 players. Um, but um so it's, a, it's, it's an interesting argument, eh? And it's funny because um, because it was about you know with five minutes left, you, you roll the dice on that, don't you? It's just like oh, hey, you have to play the last few minutes out with only fourteen. It's the All Blacks have actually done that. It's actually happened. They've um, ended up running out of reserves and they've ended up playing the last you know sort of less. It was yeah you know, down to the last ten minutes of the game where they play ended up playing out with fourteen because um, you know they'd run out of reserves. With five to go, yeah, I, yeah. The, the flip side of that is, is is it fair throwing a player in with just five minutes to go to expect him to? Oh, to absolutely, yeah. Game speed, I, the, the, yeah. So swings and roundabouts on that one. Um, What's our LB might be able to answer? What's uh, Elton's uh, defence like these days? Because obviously that was one of the issues earlier when he first um, appeared in the Springbok jerseys, or in fact in a. Um, you know the Lions jerseys and Super Rugby was um, obviously defensively he, um, probably not the strongest out there. Well, defense, and, and uh, there was also a feeling that if you could get after him if you if you really close him down, uh, unsettle him. He, he struggled to, uh, under that ball, which uh, which I think became more of a uh, kind of cliche stereotype kind of thing rather than necessarily being true um, per se in that one. Uh, we're just giving LB a quick chance to uh, to, to, to reply and uh, see if he puts a comment in on that, which is why I'm padding the space at this Pad, moment. Um, but um, yeah, look, I, if you think that players like I me, mean, players like Elizabeth, for example, and, and obviously Sia Khaleesi um, have uh, have gone through and played every single sort of Lions game, and and I think might have had one off against Argentina. Um, yeah, they've played a lot of rugby. A lot of top tier rugby um, this year already. Um, he's much. Uh, LB tells us that Elton Yanchis is a much better all round player these days. Best kicker we have really um, since moving um, north. Yep, another one of those players that unfortunately has left South Africa and uh, moved up to play in Europe. Uh, in that one, um, as I say, that's something that hopefully we'll talk. They're, they're planning to talk to um, Springbok um, Warren Brosnian about is looking at uh, the impact that that's had on those ones. And just to give you an idea as to, I, I just threw some numbers at John O'Connor um, on this one, but uh, that's of the, uh, uh, where is it? I've gone blank. Um, you can't find it. Of the 40-odd players 
that uh, and no, I'm not able to find it. Unfortunately, sorry, folks. Um, at uh, at the last second, but something like I think twenty of the twenty of the, of the forty and a bit players are actually based in South Africa. So over half of the squad is based either in Europe um, or Japan, um, which uh, shows you the kind of the impact that that um, Razi removing that thirty cap rule and potentially the impact of getting rid of the Gitto law would have on the on the Wallabies. So we'll see moving forward as to what that all means. Anyway. Thank you very much, Arswin. No worries. Okay, it's a slam now. It's serious. Oh, you. Oh, nice. <laughs> Me, I've got some baked beans with uh, some uh, cut up um, uh, corned beef uh, on, uh, uh, on on a baked potato. That's my dinner. Gourmet. Gourmet, yes. Or gourmet. Well, not quite. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> gourmet baked beans on on, on, on jacket potato. Yay, that's my cooking standard, folks. Um, so everyone stay safe. Have a great time. Uh, look, we're going to be, uh, got the sun-off show this evening, which is our NRL ahead of the grand finalists coming weekend. And there's no storm. The storm got knocked out. Massive yeah. shot there. So looking forward to, to hearing the boys' point of view uh, on that one. Also, they are uh, going to have their, uh, I think they're doing a, I can't, remember, I can't remember if they're doing a DC versus Marvel NRL team or whether they're doing a wrestling NRL teams uh, up against each other uh, as well. So that's uh, that's all to come at 8pm this evening. Thank you, Ashwin. And uh, enjoy that road map. I'm just a little bit jealous. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 